Good evening, J&J. Thank you for your free content. Thinking of going to your New Jersey seminar, but my dog is improving so much with your free posts. You should sell tickets just to watch or just to meet you guys. We do. So there's something called an audit ticket. Mm -hmm. You can buy an audit ticket. So you can buy working spot and audit spot, and it's about half price, half the price. So check that out. And then you, we also have a double audit spot, so you save a lot of money. So two people come. So we've got working spot and audit spot. In Las Vegas, we sell dinner tickets. Dinner with Jeff and Joelle. Who would buy those? Sold out last time. That was fun. We had a great that time. dinner was great. Yeah, we did it at Paris. Yeah. That worked out really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it at the Paris, um, the, one of the restaurants the Paris. La, what's, do you remember the name of that? La something. Yeah. Was it just like La Paris or something? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> something like basic. Right. It was like a... Was it a buffet? We, we ended up doing a, we, we wanted to find a nicer buffet, but not the Bellagio buffet. That way people didn't, we didn't have to worry about food food selection for people. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have to worry about food selection. God, they had like those endless crab legs. Yeah, but people, people. There act, were so many crab legs. And it sounds tacky, a buffet, but it's like, there's some really nice buffets in Vegas. Yeah. And you know what though? It was perfect. Yeah, because every that, own, that little room. Every yeah, we had our own little private. Not a private room, but it was a we had a, we had a, that one guy. There was one other guy there, and I'm like, we actually invited him over, uh, and he's like, I don't need to come over. You guys are talking loud enough for us to hear to hear you over here. I feel like I'm sitting right with you, but um, it was a fun night. It was fun. It was, it was great. Fun. Yeah. Next. Oh, going live. <laughs> <laughs> now we're live. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Happy Wednesday. And um, it your is... Your butt. <laughs> in. Um, uh, I was like, what? Huh? Can't hear you. And um, this is a 90-minute show. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. This week, though, we're doing it on Friday night. So the next, the next show is Friday night. So it's Friday night. We're doing the show. Oh, yeah. And, I forgot about that. And this is a and a And this is a Q&A show. And you ask a question and you get an answer. And most people, if you notice, the questions are, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So you hear me talk about the word punishment, but people have to understand what punishment actually means. You're not angry. You're not mad. You're upset. It's just a formal process. For my Canadians, it's a formal process. That's all it is. It's just like we reward dogs for the good stuff and we apply a punisher, aversive, um, call it what you want, um, for the things we don't want to happen. A lot of, there's a lot of false information out there about punishers. A lot of people are doing it improper, just like a lot of people are rewarding improper. You know, the timing of it is also important. Um, and then we also do a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars, Jeff Gelman Seminars. We will be in 25 to eight countries. We're still trying to get a Not countries. Cities, <laughs> eventually countries, cities this year. Event, we're trying to get uh, some Arizona, maybe Colorado put in there, but we're going to be in seven countries. We're going to be in the UK, which is going to be Scotland and England. We're going to be in Australia. We're going to be in New Zealand, and we're going to be in Singapore. That's really, really good. Um, had to had, had uh, cancel the China one. Um, there's a little situation going on over there. Um, started with a cough. What? Um, and uh, that's also a problem-solving seminar. So we, I, we always encourage people to go to as many seminars as possible. But, like, what are they about? So ours is a problem-solving seminar. Literally, the seminars are designed for your problem dog. So if you've got a human-aggressive dog, dog-aggressive dog, what's your dog's problem? You bring it there. So, again, that is like... 
the triage of punishment. Why? Because everybody wants us to stop unwanted behaviors. It's 20 dogs all there in the same room, and believe it or not, by the end of the day, they're all lying down next to each other, which doesn't even happen in usually an eight-week group class with most dog trainers. Um, balanced dog trainers it does, but your average dog trainer, no, no. Um, and then we do um, uh, the, the training center. And I know Joelle's got a lot of content going up tomorrow for with the training center. We always have content. In fact, we have a social media intern coming in um, in March who's going to be at the training center, always filming, learning how to edit, putting out stuff on different platforms. I know the Patreon, uh, my Patreon team has been putting out a lot of stuff up on Patreon. If you're not on our Patreon channel, there's stuff on the Patreon channel that is not seen anywhere else. I have not even gone through all of it yet. It's um, patreon.com slash solid canine training. I'm sure Melissa will put a link up there um, as well. And mostly here we do boarding trains. So we do anywhere from a four to a six week boarding train. We've got one dog here that's gonna be doing eight weeks and it's not for aggression. It's for a lot of nervousness and fear issues that it came to us with that have been patterned year after year after year. Some of it might be genetic as well. Um, so let's go. There's a little dollar sign down at the bottom there. And that's for a lot of people that want to get their questions answered really quick. Dollar, dollar. You put... Um, dollar, dollar. Make ya holla. Um, <laughs> you, put, you can put that in there, but you do, not, you do not have to pay to play. We answer every question that we can within the 90 minutes, as long as Joelle doesn't go on a rant. Here we go. Me? Go on a rant? Next. You guys have never seen a Joelle rant. No, and you don't Nor want to. Nor will you ever. No, yell. No. Melissa, evening, Jeff, Joelle, and everyone in the chat. Settle. Yep. Levi, hey, Jeff and Joelle, been a while since my last live, and so much has happened. Looking forward to the really? rest of the show. It seems like we just talked to you, Levi. Welcome. Then, geez. Welcome. We just do a lot of these, I guess. We do a lot. We can do a lot, yeah. Gretchen, hi, guys. You look pretty, Joelle. Are the roads bad in Rhode Island? I was going five miles per hour tonight for a good 15 minutes straight. Um, we don't have snow here. We don't, we don't, not <laughs> it's yet. So nice. No, there hasn't been any snow. We've had one or two snowstorms or snowish. Not days. storms, dustings. Have you seen the parking lot of like Home Depot? All that snow piled up. That ain't from a dustin. I don't recall any bad snow. I've driven okay. everywhere. All right. Plowing. The last dustin we the last dustin we had in Rhode Island was Dustin Hoffman. I saw him in Newport, Rhode Island, at a restaurant. He was eating some shrimp cocktail with a girl <laughs> with a lady. Who is that? You know who Dustin Hoffman is? Are you serious? Not you, Siri. Siri. Siri's like, let me tell you about Dustin Hoffman. Could you please repeat what you said? No, I won't. Dustin Hoffman. Okay. So let's, I'm sheltered. Let's, 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 okay. Siri, Siri shush. Let me know if I can help. <laughs> All right. Michelle says, hi, how are you guys? Things are great. Things <laughs> This is a dog training show. Just hold on. Melissa. <laughs> wait wait for it, everybody. Wait for it. Melissa posted the link to GoFundMe. Thank you. Yeah, GoFundMe because we're, um, if you haven't opened up, a, if you haven't, if you haven't opened up your social media lately or, you know, read the Scottish newspaper, we're going through an onslaught and um, uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it at all. Um, God, I can't wait. To, that's going to make a documentary, a book of everything, like how we came through this stronger than ever, th ever, stronger than ever. The stuff we're learning is incredible. I'm based on personal growth, the dynamics of a mob, the dynamics of hate, the 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 um, the makeup of the person that makes the hater. Um, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like people, what is it? Human behavior. Human behavior. Yeah, it's really interesting. Human behavior. It's really interesting. Human behavior. So 
Next. Kathleen says, hi, guys. Hey, Kathleen. Hey. Levi, trying to put together a dog social in my area. Been broadcasting the when and where, and last week, third week in, someone came. My goal is to establish a group by the summertime that has good dogs and people, and they have a safe environment to train manners in existence. Any tips? Um, Don't put a bonker in the advertisement. Um, (laughs) And then other than that, what I would do is you want to be able to have – you, well, you got to be able to get video of that of that group, you know, of that group, okay. But but you got to get that group. So once you get once you get the first video of the group, boom, get testimonials of people, mm. and people don't quite understand what socialization actually is. So you got to actually educate them. Start out with education. Make some educational videos first. Next. Um. Randy, hey, J&J, good evening. Joe G, I'm going to get one of those rubber chickens. You are so funny. Oh, I fucking hate those things. Those things are beyond annoying. Those but the are dogs beyond. are obsessed with them. They, um, how? Maggie and Roxy yeah, she, were playing tug with this and ripped it apart. Thank, it's dead. Thank it's God. Dead and it gone. makes no more noise? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I'm going to freaking give it. Legs, them. appendages everywhere. <laughs> oh, is that what he showed you today was the leg? I thought he found like a raw chicken leg. It was, it was that chicken oh! leg. It looked real though, right? Yeah, that's what I, I like, thought. Ew. I thought, I thought it was one of your dogs that left a piece of chicken out there. No. Yeah. Nice. Um, Gretchen, dang, Joelle, hair is lush. Nice. Thanks, Gretchen. Holding on dog training. Happy hump day. I'm sure I'll have a question later. LOL. Just sending some love. Thanks, Ashley. Ashley, we're doing a great seminar at her place down in Pearson, Florida. Um, we just booked a nice a nice uh, uh, Airbnb in um, Deland, North Deland, actually. Um so we're excited about that, and the car is rented, airline tickets are booked, so we'll be down in Pearson, Florida for a two-day seminar coming up. I think it's a weekend, I think it's, I think it's 22 and 23, or 23 and 24 of, of February, again, problem-solving seminar. It's going to be fantastic. It's the only one in Florida we're doing. People will be driving down from Atlanta all the way up from the Keys, you know, and from New Orleans, you know, they come over. So, um, next. Um... Deb, have you had any experience with reactive dogs where there was medical diagnosis of hypothyroidism? I'm reading that this is a frequent suggestion related to my dog's breed. Okay. We have, people always ask us before we deal with aggressive, do you ever do anything medical? We don't. Why? It's so rare. But I do know of one, one client dog, one client dog that has uh that had a thyroid issue and that was a bulldog um and i don't know if that means that makes a difference or not um i mean a lot of bulldogs you know struggle with a lot of things as it is um but for us with when you when you talk about when you do a when you talk to somebody on the phone about the aggression it's usually pretty identifiable um to be behavioral so next um, Michelle Anderson, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, good evening, how are you? Oops, I skipped one, sorry. Mm. Levi, any experience on walks with coyotes? We were stalked for a whole hour long. Both my dogs were ready for a fight. Should I correct that? Um, no, you should carry a gun. You can do the elephant noise like Kibu. Yeah, do the elephant noise. What does that look like again? I'm not displaying it. Okay, um, you you could do the elephant noise. Um, it works for, it works for Kibu. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. No. Just go do it one time. No. Nope. One time. I did. No, but it wasn't the camera. real one. No, no, it wasn't a good one. Okay. Um, I'd carry a gun. 
If you if you're frequently yeah, that's scary. They're yeah, if, if you're you? free, free if you are frequently around coyotes, carry a gun. Oh my god, don't shoot them. Okay, sure, just let them kill your dogs. That's okay. That's okay to happen. Please. Well, he's asking about yeah the dogs. His dogs were ready for a fight. Should he correct his dogs? Um, I wouldn't. Okay, uh, th- this is the problem with coyotes is they usually send out send one or two out. Usually one out to get your dogs to chase them. And next thing you know, your dogs are surrounded by lots of coyotes and they may lose or there's going to be a lot of injuries. So you better be ready to go in and start fucking going toe to toe with a coyote, which you can do, you know, feet are great. But the thing is, is if they were staying a safe distance away, that's fine. You can also just look for things to throw at them as you're walking, but Trust me, you shoot one dead, they all go, all right? And, oh, my God, that's terrible. You should never hurt an animal. Okay. I guess you've never so seen... Until they're stalking I, yeah, I guess I guess you've never seen a coyote kill your pet dog, mm-hmm. like which we have, and talk to many people. Many people's dogs disappear all the time. Next. Um, Michelle, I already read that. Tiffany. 12-week-old picks up literally everything he can get his mouth on. Crumbs, hair, rocks, on leash or off. Leash pop and no to correct. Lots of structure, but he's a damn little hoover. Yep, so dog could have pica. Bonk. Bonk the dog. No and bonk. Yep, the bonker. I will still keep recommending it, no matter how much bad press it gets, because why? It is one of the best punishers, bad behavior stoppers that there is. You say no, you pause, and you bonk. And even at 14 weeks old, yes, it's not going to cause brain injury or eyeballs popping out or give your dog a headache or I got that one today, you know, or, or any nonsense like that at all. What it's going to do is it's going to establish the word no as your punisher and a unbearable, intolerable consequence will happen after it. And that is how you stop bad behavior or else your dog picks up a chicken bone, swallows it, and dies. I mean, that's why, when we talk about this stuff, like, we deal with dogs with these behaviors. Like, if this doesn't stop, either it'll be killed because it's by, by, by the needle, or it'll be killed by nature, or it'll die on the operating room, or it'll cost you so much money, like, you can't pay rent and you're living in your car. Like, we deal with all these bad behaviors. So what do you do? Get a towel, towel for $1.32 and no, bonk the dog. You won't ruin the relationship at all. You'll save the relationship. Next. <clears throat> Put that on a meme. What? You won't ruin the relationship. You'll save the relationship. That's a good one. Nicole, I got an e-collar and I've been having a problem finding the working level for my Sheba. Sometimes it seems like she isn't feeling anything. With others, she yelps as if it's too high. Yep. With it at the same level. Well, that happens all the time. So, so contact. Make sure you've got proper contact, number one. Make sure the contact, you've got, it's on snug enough. A lot of times, it's not on snug enough. So, what happens is it moves around, and therefore, that's why that happens. Also, a lot of times, what happens is, <clears throat> excuse me, it, with a seminar, also, two examples. Number one, start training the dog in a low environmental area. A lot of, you know, very low environmental area. At a seminar, we'll have a dog say, we start on, say, 16, for instance. And and I'm like, yep, they feel it. You can tell they feel it. And you start out low and you can tell they feel it at 16. And I'll already say, by the end of this process, literally I'll do a demonstration of CS, which is constant stim. Um, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we're into single digits. 
and the dog still feels the dog still feels it. They just get more more in tune with things. All the clutter around them, all the noise around them, they become unaware of, and they start focusing on task. Next, but check fit. Um, they also have a really thick coat too, so they might need. They might you might need to make sure you've got the thick fur contact points. They make they make them they don't make them just long. They make them short, but it's thick fur. Not just the long ones, but the thick fur. They're specifically for thick fur. Next. Connie, good evening, J&J. Thank you for your free content. Thinking of going to your New Jersey seminar, but my dog is improving so much with your free posts. You should sell tickets just to watch or just to meet you guys. We do. So there's something called an audit ticket. Mm -hmm. You can buy an audit ticket. So you can buy working spot and audit spot, and it's about half price, half the price. So check that out. And then we also have a double audit spot, so you save a lot of money. So two people come. So we've got working spot and audit spot. In Las Vegas, we sell dinner tickets. Dinner with Jeff and Joelle. Who would buy those? Sold out last time. That was fun. We had a great that time. dinner was great. Yeah, we did it at Paris. Yeah. That worked out really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it at the Paris, um, the, one of the restaurants at Paris. La, what's, do you remember the name of that? La something. Yeah. Was it just like La Paris or something? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> something like basic. Right. It was like a, was it a buffet? We, we ended up doing a, we, we wanted to find a nicer buffet, but not the Bellagio buffet. That way people didn't, we didn't have to worry about food food selection for people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have to worry about food selection. God, they had like those endless crab legs. Yeah, but people, people. There act, so many crab legs. And it sounds tacky, a buffet, but it's like, there's some really nice buffets in Vegas. Yeah. And you know what though? It was perfect. Yeah. Because every that, that little room. Every yeah, we had our own little private. Not a private room, but it was a we had a, we had a, that one guy. There was one other guy there, and I'm like, we actually invited him over, uh, and he's like, I don't need to come over. You guys are talking loud enough for us to hear to hear you over here. I feel like I'm sitting right with you, but um, it was a fun night. It was fun. It was, it was great. Fun. Yeah. Next. Um, Levi said, I've started carrying a big stick and knife now. Yep. There you go. Next. Kathy. Bear spray, too. Next. Hi, I like listening in and getting some training ideas. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Next. Skincare queen. Hey, hey guys. Thoughts hey. on CBD oil for dogs yep. for separation anxiety. Also, do you think separation anxiety can be rehabbed at home with a Skype with you, of course? Yes, absolutely. People do it all the time. People fix. Fix. Oh, you can't say fix, Jeff. Um, if the dog never does it again and then naturally dies eight to ten years later and doesn't reoccur, yeah, that's fixing. Um, but call what you want. You know, we rarely use the word fix in dog training. Um, a lot of times, a lot of things have to be managed. Um, a lot of times, some things are just like, you know, that's the cap. Like, there are dogs with, I hope people understand that there are do- there are humans with limits and there are dogs with limits. I hope people understand that. Like, a high drive male is not going to do the same stuff that a low energy bulldog is going to do. I hope people understand the difference. So, and I'm not saying that to dumb down any of you, but it's like certain dogs are, and then certain breeds. So you you have dogs in the same litter that are on different levels, that are on different levels. So um, uh, CBD oil, we've got for Skype, you can watch my free video on um, separation anxiety, which we, we're going to redo. Um, but also watch that. That'll probably be a Patreon one. Yep, that'll be yeah. But between but between that and a Skype, absolutely, absolutely. Next. Melissa posted the link to the Patreon channel. Awesome, thank you. Mac Mac, hi Jeff. My dog is usually very calm and easygoing. I took him to the Humane Society for a training, and he could not focus. He seems stressed just being there. Yep, it was distractions. 
too many distractions most likely. So there's too many environmentals. Now, as far as stress, stress is fine. A lot of people are like, oh my God, don't have stress. I'm like, um, give me that world. Give me that world of no stress. Couldn't focus, right, too many distractions. So if the trainer was decent, they can show you how to get your dog focused on you. Next. Ramsey, hi guys, love the show and I appreciate your help. Can a dog be over-socialized? How can I get my dog to enjoy and want to be with me then ignore me and concentrate on squirrels, dogs, or other? Well, the squirrel thing's not... Distractions in public and off-leash park. Well, this is what I do, all right? And people think I'm... Well, people think I'm crazy for a lot of things, but but I actually don't want my dogs to care about other dogs, other people, or anything else. But my dogs are off-leash running all the time. So, but... I want my dog, I want to be everything to my dogs. So I want to be valuable to my dogs. The console, but I'm a big advocate of dog-human interaction, not with strangers though, but in general. I'm a big advocate of dog-dog interaction, not with unknown dogs, but with dogs that you know. But I'm a bigger advocate of, it's my dog, I want to be the most important thing in your life. So therefore, for 90 days, let's, go rehab don't meet humans don't meet dogs get your dog to, to be to correct your dog for for trying to go over to a human to go over for a dog chasing prey absolutely gets a correction and then also now now that's like the stopping of stuff now be proactive and train the hell out of your dog doing stuff and that's reward based so so I usually on our show it's a little, it's all punishment skewed but that's cuz we're stopping things now when we want our dogs to do stuff it's all rewards. Like, we use food and clicker here. Next. <clears throat> Side note, can everyone hear me better? I move the mic closer to me since Jeff yells and I do not. So how's the audio sounding? Well, can we just put an asterisk to that? You do not on the show. I don't yell and Can yell. we get a screenshot of that face, please? Thank you. Next. <laughs> oh, my God. Next. <clears throat> Michelle, LOL, Joel, I'm relating so much right now. Oh, you can't stand Jeff either. <laughs> Next. Geo the racer. Oh my god, I'm laughing so hard. Joel doesn't know who Dustin Hoffman is. Jeff, that means we are old. We are. Who the hell is Dustin Hoffman? You're gonna have to look up on your own time. Who is it? You're gonna look up on your own time. Okay, and your own time. Somebody, please. Okay, he's a famous politician from the '60s. Why would I know he, he that? He was in a huge Why scandal. Why would I know that? He was, a, he, was, he, was a, he was in a huge sex scandal. Why would I know that? He got, he got, he, I was born in the '90s. He's a fucking actor. That's why. Oh. I still don't know who he is. Okay. I don't watch a lot of movies, though. Okay, next. <laughs> I, I'm sheltered. He played a politician in the 60s. Go away. <laughs> God, Mac Mac. Can dogs really sense other dogs' anxiety without being directly in their presence? Um, I don't know. Five trainers, five answers. Next. Okay, good. I'm glad the audio is better. D. Wilson. Retail showroom, three or more dogs in crates, place beds, or interacting with all kinds of customers. Thanks to you guys and other balance trainers. Awesome. Proud of you. Nice. Dave, I have a 10-month-old rot. He nips at people who touch the top of his head in public. Mm. Any tips on helping him get used to strangers without letting him eat strangers? Yeah, actually, Dave, no disrespect, man. Stop letting strangers pet your dog. For, I can solve the problem, too. I can absolutely solve the problem. I would not let a stranger ever pet my dog. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. But this is how you're going to fix the nipping. But that doesn't mean strangers should do it. This is the problem with strangers petting your dog. They're strangers, and you have no idea what they're going to do. It starts out with a pet. I have seen then them go to like, oh, my God, 
to full on tongue in your dog's mouth. I'm like, like I'll film this shit and sell it for four ninety nine in Germany. It's like, cut it out, cut it out. Okay. So what I want you to do though is this. This is what you're gonna do. Ready? Food bag clicker. You're gonna start doing this first yourself. Food bag clicker. It's classic counter conditioning. Okay. Put your hand out on the side of the dog's head. You're not touching your dog at all. The dog doesn't even, the dog just ignores it. Click food, top of the head, click food. All not touching first, all around the dog, okay? So you're putting your hand out towards the dog without making contact. Click food, click food. It's a game, now we're playing a game. Oh, hand goes towards me, I don't make a reaction, click food, boom. Next, lightly touch the dog, click food. Lightly touch the dog, click food. Lightly touch the dog, click food. Boom, do you know what I'm saying? All over the place. Then hold your hand on the dog's head longer. Click food. Longer. Click food. Over, you see where I'm going with all this? Then you get someone else to do it. That you, a friend of yours that you trust saying the dog might nip. Could also start it in the muzzle if you want to. You'll do that. Also, if the dog nips, you can say no and bonk the dog. Or if you have a remote collar, no and correct the dog. All right? So, yes, you're allowed to do that. Oh my God, it'll be afraid of strangers. No, it won't. It's already nipping strangers. All right? This is what people, this is what people tend to forget. We rehabilitate. We rehabilitate. The dog comes to us with an existing problem. So the people, dogs come to our seminars with existing problems. So I think that's really, I think that's really, really important. Um, So next, that's a good start. Holding on dog training. I'm glad you talked about the fear issues without aggression. Even moving into a new room, it's almost like starting over. Give me your wisdom on what to avoid. For what? Fearful dogs. For fear, fear. It's like Groundhog Day every day. Fear, fear is fear is that that's a that's an hour long mm-hmm. Skype minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, fear is a combination of of stop calling the dog fearful. Boom. It's not a fearful dog. It's a dog that just struggles and doesn't know what to do yet. So you've got to be a really strong leader. You start out with all of your your, your leadership skills stuff, which is going in and out of a crate on command, downing in the crate and being quiet, waiting at thresholds. Start off with that. Next, basic obedience. Boom. Now obedience with with accountability. Boom. Then start doing... Um, um, uh, 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 also, you're, while you're doing all this, you're also doing confidence-building drills. Obedience actually is a confidence-building drill, but confidence-building builds over, under, through things. Different textures, different things. Find different environmentals that freak your dog out. Use those environmentals when the dog knows a, a good down, and then you'll be correcting your dog for breaking the down around a certain environmental. Dog all of a sudden get, doesn't get phased by environmentals. We do it all the time. Next. Um, Michelle, I need help with my step two on leash reactivity. Giving great time to correction, getting disengagement. How do I reward the disengagement? So reward the disengagement, you can start out with, a, with well, if you want to set it up, if you want to set it up, you can just, um, you know, you can have, a, again, with a food, I, again, I'm going to keep going back to the people. I don't think people realize we, we use, you know, food here. We, we food bag and use marker. So the dog disengages, yes, food. You don't have to use treat. Your dog will get the shits and get overweight. Use the dog's daily food. That's what we use for training. So, um so you mark it, you have to have your marker word. The marker word is very, very important. The dog disengages, you have to d- tell the dog that's exactly what you were looking for, so it's, the, it's yes, okay? That's, that's the marker word, or click, that's the marker, 
The marker is very, very important. So, and then you then do a reward. It can be physical touch. It can be verbal praise. It can be anything. Next. Um, can I, when you have a board and train dog, does every trainer work with it or a mix of trainers or is each dog assigned to a specific trainer? Not number three, A and B, which is a mix of trainers and every trainer. So it's yes, every trainer works with it. And that's very, very important. Also, if you're, if you're a, um, if we, it's good that we've got both male and female trainers. This is not a sexist statement. It's fact. Mm -hmm. um, dogs respond differently to men and women. It's not they don't respond. They don't respect men more and women less. It's it's just it's it's just the way it is. So um, you've got to, what you've got to do is, and then you've got the owner factor in. They respond to the owner even differently. So um, anybody that does any boarding trains with difficult dogs understands that when you're working with a dog that has a history of certain behavior that it's been practicing around the owner and it comes to you for rehab and you rehab it and you're doing well, well, that's all good and done because you're a dog trainer. Let's see how it does with the owner which is a trigger in itself and then around its own environmentals back home with those triggers. So you have to make sure that you get that dog up to a level that it can be corrected for non-compliance, teach the owner then how to do that, and then also remind the owner that your correction at the training center might be at one level, it'll probably be much higher at home at the beginning at another level. Yes, you have to correct a dog for unwanted behaviors. For some reason, people don't wanna talk about that. It's so funny. Whenever I make that comment, people don't want to talk about that ever. And someone will come back. That's because it's not necessary. It's like, show me the video. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for the before, during, and after video of of that. Not with your dog that lives with you either. You know what I mean? My buddy Sean once put up a put up a thing saying, "I'd love to see you know, ten videos mm -hmm. of a badly behaved dog." taken through the process to be a well-behaved dog that didn't live or be owned by the actual dog trainer, but was an actual client's dog. And then I want to see the client doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Around the original triggers. Yes, crickets. Yeah. Everybody was writing in, but they were like, you can't even follow basic instructions of what the instructions were. They're all writing in. Oh, no, well, you know, I did that with the dog that I own. It's like, no, no, not your dog. Not your dog. You're a dog trainer. It's a client's dog. And then they have to do it. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you have to put it on video. And they have to be successful. Right. It's like, it's like uh, people have to understand. This isn't like a mind's bigger than yours. It's like people have got to understand how challenging some of these dogs really, really can be. And the be. power of association. Power of association gets, gets, gets discounted so much. So much. If people only knew, if people only knew. Joelle and Ben both got lunged at today. I mean, this week. I mean, lunged at with a bite from a dog that doesn't bite them here. Because the owner was around. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's how I behave around my owner. It's not the owner's fault. The owner's not a bad person. The owner's actually an incredible client, an incredible human being, and a wonderful person. They're not connected. It's not like, oh, there's no bad dog. This whole comment of there's no bad dogs, there's only bad owners, is the most shaming Ugh. bullshit you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. No. There are... That doesn't make the. So I will. I will say there are some very badly behaved dogs out there. We see a lot of them. In fact, that's all we see. Next. And that's why we focus so much on owner training. Yeah. So we see this stuff. We're like, awesome. 
You're going to commit every single week. Yeah. Till this dog leaves. I know. More sessions. Yep. And that doesn't make it the owner's fault. It's, no. It's, it's called... It's called the facts. Or we could sweep it under the rug and be like, all right, see you in three weeks. Hopefully right. the shit goes away. Right. Like, right. no. It's, like, it's right. you come in. You're the trigger. Like, right. let's figure it out. That's right. It's like, it's like, it's like my buddy Ben. Facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, nope, those are just the facts. You might feel differently, but those are the facts. Can I, if it's, oh, I already read that. Um, Spuds, hey, J&J, happy Wednesday. Can you describe the general protocol with e-collar for tackling leash frustration with no aggressive behavior? So overly friendly? Thanks. Great NCS bid, by the way. Helped me so much. With leash aggression? No. No aggressive behavior. Leash frustration. What like is leash frustration? Overly friendly. Like trying to like go to other dogs and stuff, I'm assuming. Oh, then for that, just train a better heel. Just train the dog to heal around environmentals. Teach her, do your driveway drills. Do your, do your, do your healing. Do a bunch of 180s. Become valuable and valuable to your dog. Work on your heel with no distractions, and then work on your heel around other dogs. Next. Kathy to Levi, I Googled pack walks, and now I go twice a month. I rotate my dogs so they all get a chance to go. Awesome. Levi, we have a two-year-old GSD Husky Bulldog and one-year kind of Corso. They get one minute, one min, one and a half hours a day, and up to three or four of separate and together on and off-leash play and training. It's My question lot. is, it's is it okay to be selfish sometimes? If I had a long day at work, would you give up certain things to accommodate their needs? Um, no. No. Sorry, dogs. You only got there are there are times when I only run I run my dogs once a day. That's all I had time for. Sorry. Today I only ran them twice. Usually I run them three times. Some days I'll run them once in the morning and then we'll do um, a, a very small um, uh, 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 chuck it session in the parking lot and maybe some tug. You know, I mean, yeah, we all have to make sacrifices owning dogs, but I'm sorry. It's called, and it's not called being selfish, but you need to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Just remember that. So if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And especially if you use the example, you have a long day at work, you got to work. Okay? I'm working 18-hour days still. Till I die, I'll be working 18-hour days. Geez, don't you have any fun? Who said I'm not having fun? Who said work is not fun? That doesn't mean it's easy, though. That doesn't mean, oh, if you love your job, you'll never work another day in your life. That's bullshit. You'll always be working. But you have to think of yourself as well. You have to do self stuff. Next. You can't pour from an empty cup. Melissa, that's a clip right there. That is. That's good. Dustin Hoffman said that. <laughs> you guys might see Jeff get slapped tonight on live video. Next. You fucking flint. Of course I did. I would not slap you. Come on. On my video. I punch you. I punch her. <laughs> Sarah Bug Art. Hello, everyone. Late to the show tonight. Oh, where the fuck have you been? Next. 499 Top Chat from Holding On Dog Training said, I love the rants. Next. Um, Jay, just purchased the raw food ebook off your store. Thanks for being a great resource. You're welcome. Shannon. 
Hi, I'm new here. I've been working with my 10-month-old husky mix. We got her prong collar after watching you last week, and she's behaving much better. Our big issue is nipping and attacks our cat. So you can use the bonker for that. So nipping, no, bonk. When it's looking at the cat, no, bonk. Next. Okay, we're good now? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. it's, it was, all it was was when this was moved above the... the I've never touched it there. Always that's what down she, there. That's what she said. At the base. That's what she said. I know. I grab it by the base. By the big balls. <laughs> and you spit on it. Shut up. Next. Rick. Mr. Rick. Hi, J&J. Any thoughts on my dog being fearful of what sounds like gunshots? If not now, we can talk about it in Florida. Looking forward to the trip. Yeah, I would. I would. what I would do is I would talk to some hunt trainers and how they desensitize their dog to gunshots. Next. Shannon, thank you for your videos. We were about to give up. You're well. Oh, you're welcome. I was just stopping. You're reading ahead. Stop it. Said, it. You know, I, was, I, was, I was, was reading. I need to stop reading ahead. Yeah, stop reading stop ahead. It. Stop it. Re stop reading ahead. That's where they probably the sound cut off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and guess what? That's when you fucking moved your computer and you bumped the mic. Don't put that on me. It's probably on camera. Guys, send me the screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shannon says thank you. you. They were about to give up. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody that, you know, you know, it's incredible the power of our videos. That's why all this nonsense that's going on now, all the smart people are figuring out it's nonsense. I mean, our customer, every one of our customers, we have a waiting list to come in here. We have a wait, we have, we have, we have a waiting list to come into this training center. We will, we've had one for 15 years. Um, we're busy. I don't take it for granted. We work our asses off here. I said, I've got 10 employees here that work literally 24-7 round the clock. We are staffed round the clock here. All of our customers have seen all of the bad press on us, and they all think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. They laugh. They laugh. It's incredible. It is incredible. And then there's the, then there's the group of people that are like, that, that just want a, a better clarification. And so we send them to the, 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 the clarity, the context brings clarity video. They see that and they're like, oh, oh, thanks for sending that to me. Mm -hmm. Th that makes sense. Yeah. Next. Um, T, are you still coming to Detroit and would this event be good for my dog, Reactive Great Pyrenees? He hasn't bit or attacked, but growls and just doesn't like other dogs around him. Yeah, the Detroit seminar. None of our seminars are canceled. Yeah, we're coming to all of the places. Detroit's going to be a great time. Absolutely. There's going to be lots of dogs around, so it'll be perfect. It's a Great Pyrenees. Great. Bonk in the Great Pyrenees on video. Secret to dog trainer success. Next. <laughs> Levi, one-year-old going into first heat. From your experience, what might I expect and how can I deal with it? Well, if you got an intact male around, you're going to have a bunch of little doggies coming around in a little bit. Um, what you're going to do is some dogs do dramatic changes when they're in heat. Um, I was going to make a, you know, you know, I was trying to, I already made one joke about it. So some dogs do, do dramatic changes when they're in heat. The biggest change you might see are from the other dogs, the other dogs. So, um, but some dogs are not affected by it at all. Some dogs are not affected by it at all. Um, all depends on the dog. I think that's an individual thing. It's an individual thing. I mean, I'm surrounded by females my whole life, and I think everybody deals with probably, you know, you know, menstruation different. Everyone deals with stress different. Everyone deals with, you know, pressure different, anxiety different. Everyone deals with their cold different and injury different. Um, dogs 
deal with heat differently. I mean, um, this, and then this, it affects the surrounding people. The only difference with dogs is it affects like all the dogs sometimes. All the dogs. Next. Definitely don't bring your dog to a dog park. <clears throat> ever. Let alone in heat. Next. Bud. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I'm considering a new dog. I was offered a free Malinois. A friend is looking for him a home. I was wondering what you used as rewards. Is it the same as the dry food? Well, I think we should talk more about the Malinois. Forget the rewards. Do you really want to own a Malinois? If it's a high drive Malinois, and if you don't have a Malinois experience, it's like, don't worry about the food. A Malinois will do anything for anything. They'll do anything for, for you know, kibble. They'll do anything for verbal praise. They'll do anything for a tug. They'll do anything for a ball. They'll do anything for, they'll do anything for a bite. So Malinois are relatively easy to motivate. They're Malinois. The bigger issue is, do you really want a Malinois or does he already have the Malinois? He's offered it. He was offered it, yeah. So, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. You can use the dog's daily food. If it's a, if it's a driving Malinois, it don't care. It'd be more than happy to work for kibble. Next. Sarah Bug, our had coyotes all the time killing our animals. That's why we got our Great Pyrenees and guns also. Yep. There you go. What? Great Pyrenees can do damage? Oh, my God. What do you know? Really? So if they lunge at another dog, it's a good idea to stop that, isn't it? Huh. What do you know? A hmm. bonker. Let's see. Bonker is good. Let's see. Kill a coyote. Attack a dog. Throw a towel. Hmm. Which is the most humane thing there? Let's think about that. Mm, Next. Levi, <clears throat> I know with as many dog trainers you have, it can be nearly impossible to get one-on-one time. Oh, as many dogs as you have, it can be nearly impossible to get one-on-one time. But I have two, and I try to get one-on-one 30 to 45 minutes each dog. How important is that? I would love to carry a gun, but Canada won't allow it. I'm a licensed gun owner, but any public carry is illegal. <laughs> Okay, bear spray. Do bear spray. Then again, also, I'm not going to tell you to break the law. I mean, is, when's the last time somebody stopped you in the middle of the dog walk and searched searched you? I know. If you get caught, you're screwed. I know. So get bear spray. Bear spray that shoots 10 feet. How do you feel about one-on-one time with the dogs? With my... The, we do one-on-one time with our dogs. He has two dogs, and he wants to know. Oh, oh. How important oh. is one-on-one time with um, each individual dog? That's every. That's everybody's. I mean, I do one-on-one. Um, I do one-on-one tug, and bite work with my dogs. I do. I do a flirt pole individually with my. Technically, dogs. when I'm playing chuck it, I'm throwing one ball to a dog, and it runs and gets it. And when it gets it, there's another dog that drops one ball. I throw it to that one. So even group play is sort of still one-on-one. True. I mean, how important is it? The bigger question is, how important is it to you? To you, to the owner? There's time restraints. People have to remember, I'm so owner-centric, which doesn't mean I don't care about dogs. But there are so many people that are just, like, totally dog-crazy. It's like, yeah, let's go out to lunch and talk dogs. I'm like, pass. Yeah, agreed. No. Like, there's so many great things going on in this world other than dogs to talk about. Next. Um, Bud, hi, Jeff. Oh, I already read that. 
Melissa posted the link to the raw feeding book Thank on you. our website. Thank you. <clears throat> Spuds, e-collar contact points. Just got a bungee collar from e-collar technologies, and it's so helpful to maintain contact and proper placement. And yes, fit. it is. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what a bungee, the bungee e-collar strap with a clip is the bomb. Yeah, you don't have one lying around. There was one charging earlier. Yeah. Next. Crixis. Hi guys, the raw food book on our on your website is awesome. Been feeding raw for years, always looking to learn. Great book for beginners too. Excellent. Yep, it's a great book. Go to solidcaninetraining.com/shop. Next. Angela, I'm a dog trainer and I work primarily on rehabilitating extreme cases. And I just want to say a heartfelt thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Give me hope in this industry. Thank you. Thank you for the work you do. And the reason why is because there's not enough of us. No. There's not enough. There is not enough. Nope. There's so many there's so many owners out there struggling because they're being they're being pumped with information literally not to ever correct their dog. And then what happens is they turn into these adult dogs that are at a minimum bratty and snotty. At a minimum pushy bratty snotty dogs. Mm-hmm. Which can turn into like grandma falling over and breaking a hip mm-hmm. to aggression and then everything in between. So um, that message has got to stop. You know, there, there's, there's, you, there's something called fairness. And for some reason, it's okay for a dog to put its mouth on a human, but God forbid we, we correct it for doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's got to stop. For some reason, it's okay for you to wake me up at 3 a.m., but I can't put a bark collar on you to shut you up. So I can get some sleep to get to work the next day to pay for your damn medical bills, pay for the roof over your head, pay for the car that drives me to work. You know what I mean? It's incredible. Yeah. It's in- in- incredible, the mentality. And and that's one of the biggest things that, that, that people have got to realize what's happening is the forces out there are really, really trying to take away your rights. Like, people don't see the big picture. I hope people are starting to. Yeah. Like t- people, are, people are taking away your rights of dog ownership. By limiting how you can train them. And we're not even talking about shock cowers and prong cowers. No. People are going after slip leads. They're, they're going after, you can't use the word no harshly. There's legislation you about that. You can't be out in the yard for more than like 30 minutes. You can't minutes. be out in the yard for more than 30 minutes on a, on a tie back. And what they're envisioning is, you're, to, are you talking about a dog chained with two feet of, what the, they made that law. They made that law. No, I thought it was just unattended. Even right. if it's not on a leash. Right. But, it, but unattended. They made that law specifically probably for dogs on chains would have left out all the time. Mm-hmm. But they went, they, they go too far. Yeah. You can't have your dog. Like, if you have a fence in backyard, you can't have your dog just running around in or, your yard. Or a runner. Yeah. A lot of people have runners. My folks used to have a runner mm-hmm. for their dog. Mine did too. Yeah. It's like. You like or or so or like the norm back in the or day. <laughs> underground like, or underground fence, that's unattended. I mean, it's incredible. Well, it's like I'm sure they think those are in. It's like too. it's like no. I own an outside dog. A lot of people think that's 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 terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, please! He loves it out there. He's in heaven, heaven. Loves it. Wes would be an outside dog if I let. Yeah, him. of course. Your dogs love it out there. They're obsessed with being outside. Yep. Um, Dana, hello, J and J. Been working on resource guarding when loading up in the crate. Last week, we literally worked for less than an hour before the barking growling ceased. I said no, pause, then bonked. Is there anything else I should be doing? Um, for growling in the crate? Remote collar will help dramatically. Next. Well, she said it stopped. Oh, well, then then you answered your own question. You fixed it, right? I mean, did I hear that wrong? 
Yeah, so we literally worked on it for less than an hour, correct, and, every, correct, and it ceased. Congratulations. So if you let's say you did miss something, who cares? It worked. If anybody ever says you did, it's so funny. If you ever have success of ever of anything, and they said you did it wrong, I bet you. I wonder if Roger Bannister. Ooh, you know, I I put a. Did you see the meme? Somebody sent that to me, and I put it on my stories, and it's like those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt the ones, the ones that are getting it, it done. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because even Roger Bannister, who was the first person to break the four-minute mile, I bet you he got critics that he did it wrong. Right. <laughs> so it, it couldn't it's be witchcraft. <laughs> it couldn't be done. Yeah. It's impossible. The heart will. The human heart will explode. Mm-hmm. Man can't run a four-minute mile. It cannot be done until it gets done. Until it gets done. Roger Bannister was the first one to do it, and I think over twenty thousand people have done it now, even high school students. God, I think my heart would explode. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if you, I used to be a runner. It's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I came within a minute of that. These days, I'm lucky if I can do 20 box jumps without wanting to oh, kill over. Oh, please. Next. Uh, Cheryl. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I'm a little late, but I'm here. Damn you. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Dana. I already read that. Mothman. I know you play chuck it and go on hikes, but do you do anything else to exercise your dogs? I have a cat toy. Stick with a string and a toy at the end. Oh, a flirt pole yeah, that fl- Deacon goes nuts for, but it's not very sturdy. Get yourself a good flirt pole. I just got a new one in today. The best. Where'd you get it from? Amazon. Did you? Nice. 15 bucks. There you go. It's extendable. It's got a little tug on the end. You can make your Freaking own. West goes nuts You can make your thing. own too. Yep. Out of a broomstick, some string, and something, piece of leather. Or you can get a fancy one. Or you can get a fancy one for 15 bucks off Amazon. On Amazon, yep. The, the dog will destroy anyway. I, I'm not going to allow him. This time. Okay, record this. What's today? The, I know. It's th- probably going to be destroyed by the weekend. What is today? The fifth? Between him and Maggie. Yep. Yep. Melissa posted the link to the seminars. Dana, additionally, went for an off-lead walk at Heel today, and once we got to the barn, he lost his marbles. So I assume he is not ready for this level of distraction, and I'm not taught appropriate focus. Any suggestions? One more time. When did he lose? He went to the barn? Yeah. And he lost his marbles? Yep. Okay. But, he, but oh, what does that mean? She was walking him in heel. Walking him in heel. Oh, so off lead, walk off. at heel. Okay, so yes, so he's not ready for that. So what I would do is this: go back to go back to healing on leash, correct for any um, arousal whatsoever, and then walk in the barn. Literally, you, I would correct before you walked in the barn. So we do that. It's the pre. It's it's the pre correction correction. It's like conjunction junction, but for adults. Next. Cheryl, Joelle, yes, you sound better, and your hair looks beautiful. Thank Thanks, you. Cheryl. Yeah, tell her how nice her tan looks. Crixus said he was Rain Man, Joelle. Yeah. Like, as if that helps. I don't know who the okay. fuck Rain Man watch is. Watch Rain Man. Why would I watch that? It's a good movie. I don't watch movies. Yes, you do. I've watched, like, three movies in my life. Well, watch a fourth. <laughs> watch Rain Man. It's a really good movie. I just, like, don't have the attention span. So watch it to f- and fall asleep. Right. Watch it and fall asleep. Watch Rain Man. I attempted to watch a documentary last night. I watched like 20 minutes of it. I'm like... Okay, so watch 20 more minutes of it. Yeah. Tonight. How long is the documentary? I don't know, an hour and a half. So? <laughs> okay. Like... Uh... It'll, take you, it'll take you six nights to get through. Elise, hi guys. Loving the updates on Blue. Do you think you'll put out any videos of his progress on Patreon? Thanks. Um... I think he's... It'll all, that'll all go on just like our normal social. That'll go on our normal social. I have a video going out tomorrow, yeah, actually. Yeah, he's doing great. What, you'd be surprised. How do you think we got him like that? It's day one. We didn't get him like that by 
by rewarding him. Nobody wants to talk about it. I'd love to. He's a great example of a of a, of a 120 pound, 150. What did I say? 150 pound in the video. I guess he's only 120. Man, he looks more than he's a buck massive. 20. We should weigh him here. Break the scale. No, I'm just kidding. No, he won't. No, no. We should weigh him here. See how much he's he weighs. Big boy. He's huge. He's soft. Yeah, but I'd love to see that. He'd be kicked out of every single class. Yeah. Yeah. He literally just drag. He comes in dragging. Doesn't care about space. Doesn't care about boundaries. Doesn't care about thresholds. Doesn't care about humans. He just goes where he wants to go. It's easy. Yep. It's easy for him. Yep. And it works. Yeah. Doing great now. Yep. We're gonna get. We're, we're gonna get. We should. You know what we should do with him? Have Angelo heal him around the freaking room. He's never been exposed to kids. I don't know about that. We'll muzzle him up. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um. Eventually. Yeah. Five weeks from now, Aaron. Yeah. Hey guys, Ray and I are having a blast with cool dog tricks. We've done figure eight and rollover nice. so far. Good. Also started incorporating fetch into recall drills. And now when I say here, she shoots back like a bullet and slides into a sit. It's beautiful. Whoa. Nice. Who's that? That's Aaron. Aaron. Congratulations, Aaron. Thanks for getting that. Cooldogtricks.com. Cooldogtricks.com. Make sure you pay that extra penny. Next. April. Is the distance at works the only difference between the mini educator and the educator on your website? No. It's the same thing. There's the micro-educator, and then there's the educator. There's a mini, and then there's, like, the original educator. I think it's, like, there's the I, 300 and the 400. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, sorry. Did I say micro? Yeah. Yes, so it's 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 a quarter mile more. Your One's the 300, one's the 400. The 400 is the, it's a bigger handset, so it's a bigger handset in your hand. The circle part is bigger, and I think you get a quarter mile more out of it next. But as far as stim, I think it goes... It might be, it still might be a low to medium one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next. The boss goes to low to mm-hmm. low to high. Yeah. yeah. Milligan Valley Canine Academy. Thanks for a great Skype today, Joelle. We really appreciate all your advice and guidance. That's right. Yep. Joelle you're does welcome. social so nice. media Skypes. So if you want to do a social media Skype, if you're a small business owner in anything, it's not a dog training thing. It's social media. All right. So social media can be your friend or it could be attempt to be your foe. Social media is having fun with me right now. So, um, uh, uh, but I don't poo-poo it because social media has gotten me where I am now and it sure as fuck won't take me down. So um, it's going to make us make us stronger. So if anybody wants to do a social media Skype, you can do one with um, Joelle. That's who does them. And um, you just book it right through our website. Next. Um, and by the way, Erin, that's Ray's owner. Ray, who you did in all your DIY videos we were filming, that blue and brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's Aaron. Oh, nice. Yep. Ray's doing great. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks, Erin. Great dog. She's such a good girl. Yeah. Um, another Erin. Your program has been a blessing to our family. Can you please advise on how to train down from a sit when my Vishla mix locks her knees straight? Yeah. So, a couple ways. I have a rule for teaching down the first time. Whatever it, ha- whatever it takes. So, food lure. Leash pressure, two fingers um, right the lower part of the neck, top of the top of the shoulders, push down. Leash under the foot, you know what I mean. Pull up like this for 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 uh, um, for for leash pressure. Lure the dog underneath your leg. If you got to take the legs and pull them out a little bit, do that. You got to you got to get that first down so you can mark it and reward it, and then. Every time after that, it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Next. T. 
Tiffany got told today, my dog does nothing wrong. He has never and could never do anything that needed a punishment. I could never punish my dog. No words for these people, I swear. Yep. I'd love to see their dog. Show me your dog running off leash, chasing deer and spinning around. I'd love to see that. I'd love, I'd love, I'd, I would love to, I would love to see that dog off leash doing things. And, and if it, and if, and if you're, and if you're one of the fortunate people that got that dog, good for you. But just because you don't want to punish your dog, this is what Douglas Murray talks about all the time. This is the whole cancel culture thing. So people, people should start. People, in his book right pe- now. People should start like expanding their minds and listening to a lot of these thought thinkers, if that's the right word for it. There, See, I, I actually even need help with my freaking a thought thinker. Thought thinker, okay. So, but Douglas Murray, he talks about it's like, oh, I would never punish my dog. Okay, cool. That's your right. You don't have to punish your dog. That's your right. Good for you. But what does that have to do with everybody else? But since you feel that you don't have to punish your dog, nobody should have to punish their dog. And that's the problem we're having with everything. And it's big in dog training. So you were able to train your dog this way. So I can use a ball to train my dog, Kira. Okay? We have dogs here. They don't care about food toys, affection, verbal praise. In fact, all of those things will get you bit. We have dogs here with zero motivation. And it's not because we're making them afraid. That's the way they came in. We don't get these happy-go-lucky, happy-to-work dogs. Next. Uh, skincare queen. Yay, I'm excited to get some CBD ordered and schedule our Skype. Like I keep saying, while I agree Joelle's hair looks great, I feel bad people are excluding Jeff's hair. No, Jack, no. Your hair looks lush too. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen Jeff to me. Jeff does have lush hair. Listen to me. Listen to me. Joelle's got some self-esteem issues. Hey! She just got a hat one size too big. She's trying to fill it up. Keep throwing the compliments her way. Fuck you. I don't have self-esteem issues. <laughs> I know you don't. Now I sound like I do. I that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fine, okay? <laughs> I don't need constant affirmation that I'm doing I a good don't. job. I really don't. I give one shit. Um, but thank you, Skincare Queen. King Midas. Training new puppy. I put my older dog on place. Older dog breaks place and does the command I'm teaching the puppy. Right. Do I create the older dog <laughs> correct for breaking place or just train them together? So are you doing, are you doing, uh, well, at least your older dog understands the commands. That's really like, good. Hey, I want in on hey, this. Hey, I'll do that. No problem. <laughs> you want a sit? I'll give you a sit. You want a down? I'll give you a down. Place? What was that? Huh? They're like food? Okay. So what I would do is this. I'd put your dog on a tie back. I don't know how long you've been doing place for, but that's a great opportunity to teach your dog no. <laughs> so the dog that's breaking place. It would be no and then a consequence and then work your dog. You'll often see us working dogs with dogs in place and then working dogs actively. You'll often see Angelo rolling around on a scooter around the dogs while dogs are in place as well. Um uh, tomorrow, there's a really cool Angelo dog video going out. Um, but if anybody wants a preview of it, go to um, Angelo Gelman on Instagram. Next. 
Ramsey, tips for multi-dog household regarding playtime, downtime, boundaries, etc. Excellent question, Ramsey. So th- th- you tell me what are the rules, right? So I'm, I'm not living in your house. They're not my dogs. I don't have your lifestyle, all right? So, you know, um, what I want you to do is this. It's I'm a big advocate of structure. So if you want to give more dogs more downtime than the other, that's on you. If you want to interact more with one dog, that's okay. If you want to have one dog has more freedom. We've got a two-dog family here right now. We have the two fighting dogs here. One dog is going to have to be kenneled up more than the other dog. You know, um, um, one dog's going to get more freedom than the other dog. One dog's going to probably get to um, not have a muzzle on um, uh, uh, more than the other dog. So it's like, you know, it, it all depends on what your what do you want. Write it down. What do you want your lifestyle to look like and make it happen. So next. Um, yay. Yay, mm-hmm. We have the bark collar for the dog. He stopped barking, but the collar doesn't do anything when he whines. We Correct. watch him through the pet monitor. Yeah. He only whines in the crate when no one is home. I know. Do. So b- whining is hard for a lot of bark collars to pick up. There are some bark collars that supposedly do pick it up. I would, I don't, do you know of any, do you know which ones I'm talking about? I think, do. I think dog trap might have one. Sport dog might have one. Find out. I mean, whining. I mean, there are also dogs that can bark. They they know exactly what noises they can make mm-hmm. without it going off. They're, they're pretty freaking smart. It's no different than a dog knowing how far on the boundary of an underground fence it can go, you know. Um, so what I would do is I would switch off to a remote collar and use a remote collar from outside the house on the monitor first and then pattern the dog on that, and then boom, bark collar goes on next. Um, do, do, do. Oh, New Zealand Kiwi, because the sound got cut off, because I didn't even hear your answer. Oh, shoot. He said he got the massive structure part, though. Thank you. What the heck was what that was about? What was the question? Probably for fearful fearful dogs. I'm so sorry that I cut that. Shoot, that was most, so far back. That, that most likely was me. So if we're talking about massive structure, mm-hmm. I don't. I remember, ask the question again. We'll be on again on Friday night. I apologize. Um, Joshua. So you know what you have to do is Melissa. You have to when you re when you when you put in the intro and the outro, you're probably gonna have to edit out that whole freaking section of no sound. Next, Joshua. Hey, Joel and Jeff. I'm curious about the specifics on crate corrections with an e-collar. When using the nanny cam, as the puppy begins to whine, bark, and howl, would you nick continuous? Yes. High, low. Yes. So you have to figure out the recipe. So you've got to figure out the recipe. Um, is 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 it nick is it continuous is it high or is it low yes what's the recipe the recipe is whatever works so if any dog trainer can say turn it up to 14 and hit Mm. continuous for one second like no like and and this is the thing it's like i've seen so much one of the great things about a remote collar is for in crate shenanigans and there's so many folks out there that are like no it'll have a negative association and i'm like the dog's whining already. No, it's been whining for years. No, it won't. So, um, but that, we do that all the time. And then every once in a while, there's a whiner that slips through the cracks. That it's like, damn you, you just won't stop whining. Next. Yeah, there's another part to that too that I didn't see. He said, do you call out no from outside or stay silent? You could use the tone on the remote collar. If, you're, if, you're, if your collar has tone, 
tone could be your no marker, and then you can go to your correction if you want to. Next. He also said, um, thank you both. This is incredibly kind and generous for those of us who don't have a lot of money to pay you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that everybody should be, well, you're welcome. And I thank you for the, thank you for the thank you. Thank you for showing appreciation for all of you for showing appreciation for just showing up. Um, so this is the thing is that a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, folks, not only do they not have the budget, they're not geographically close enough to ask to, to have a trainer that can help them. There's not a lot of trainers that help stop unwanted behaviors. That's our specialty. And a lot of people, oh, that's not true. Yes, it is true. Your average dog trainer does obedience work, which is, has huge value in the marketplace. Humongous value to the marketplace. Yeah, they focus on getting your dogs to do things. So do we. And we use a, we use a reward-based system. Absolutely. Any dog trainer should be able to do that. But stopping stuff... There's a lot of dog trainers that don't, won't, or don't know how to. So there's a market for that. Why? Because dogs do stupid shit. And it needs to be stopped or else they die. Next. Tim, I thought I was watching an episode of Laurel and Hardy for a moment, LOL. Huh? What's Laurel and Hardy? Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why don't I know any of this stuff? Really? Am I that old? I'm freaking 25 years old. I didn't... Like live my life living in front of a screen. Did I was, you like, outside a lot? Did you playing sports? Did you like, always have the internet? Always. That's incredible. But I didn't use it. I'm just I'm just wondering though. You've never known life without the internet. No. Yeah. Not wild. We, I, we cell had, phones too. I remember dial up, but it was still internet. Yeah. Like, mom would kick us off yeah. if she had to use the phone. We'd be like, Mom, you booted us off the internet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> did you have cell phones when you were born? Yeah, my dad had a. Nextel. Yep, yep. And the Nokia. Yep. Like the Cube yep, phone. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Next. I don't know. Sorry, I lived life. Why would you? Why would you apologize for being twenty five? I, I feel like I'm being shamed for not knowing these movies and stuff. No. It just makes some of us feel really old. That's all. What's Laurel and Hardy? They're they're a comedy team. Oh, all yeah. right. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes. Leah, would you guys be able to post a picture or video of the Alcatraz crate for separation anxiety? That's been broken down. Got a five-year-old GSD with extreme separation anxiety and want to teach him that the crate isn't terrible. Well, it's not about teaching. Well, teach what you do is you make the, you make it suck to try to break out of the crate. So that you, you do it the opposite. You do it the other way around. The dog already. So the dog thinks it's terrible already. So what you do is you teach him that trying to break out of it is the sucky part. Um, but. They make an Alcatraz one, the one we modified. We just took an airline crate and we took plexiglass and we took plexiglass and we put holes through it and we covered up all surfaces of the um, the, the wire so the dog couldn't latch its teeth onto it because the dog would destroy its mouth. So even if you get a super strong kennel, but you have a dog that bites on it, they'll rip their teeth out. I hope people realize that. There are dogs that will rip teeth out of their mouth to get out of a crate and not think twice about it. Mm -mm. There are dogs that will eat through sheetrock. There are dogs that will eat through a door. There are dogs that will literally, I don't know if you guys have got window air conditioners where you live. Some modern homes do, but living in New England, we have a lot of older homes and some have got air conditioning, but we have a lot of window units. They will rip out the window unit of a second floor air conditioning unit and jump out of it to chase their owner's car down the street or to get out of the house. Dogs will do all kinds of stuff. 
That's why having a dog properly crate trained is 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 a very very safe thing to do. But next, uh, Michelle. Yep, you're getting really popular really quick when you bonk a Great Pyrenees. You do. Mm-hmm. Real popular. Next. KK, what should I do when my dog is fearful and wants to hide around my legs when I'm out and about? Is it okay to pick her up to make her feel more comfortable? Who said that? KK. That's a regular, right? I don't know. Okay. So, KK, I thought maybe you are trying to set me up for a rant. Okay. So, KK, so I'm, I'm going to be, you're, you must be new. I'll be very, very, very respectful. Um, what you're doing is this. Your heart is telling you, your heart is telling you that's the right thing to do. Unfortunately, what you're doing is you are, you are rewarding the fear state of the dog. Okay, now, does it work? In the moment, it probably does soothe the dog. Absolutely. Long term, what you're training the dog to do is to stay in a fear state. Now, what you do, though, is, well, then what do I do? Correct it? You actually can correct the dog out of fear, believe it or not. You can fight fear with fear. You actually can. How do we know? We do it all the time. Okay, also, nature shows us that all the time. Nature shows us that all the time. So, you know, I'm going to flee from, I'm afraid that I'm going to get eaten by the lion. So I'm the gazelle and I'm going to flee out of fear and to live. So fear is a powerful motivator of survival. So, but what you can do is, is no, do not pick up a dog Believe it or not, what we do is we allow the dog, if it's nervous and concerned, and if it's in a heel, and at the beginning steps of rehab, if it needs to move out of the way, behind us a little bit, to use, it, it's called spatial pressure, to remove itself from the space, to feel better, we absolutely do it. But picking it up, it's the hardest telling you to do it, but it's not in the best interest of the dog. But it's hard to do, usually for a lot of humans emotionally. Next. Michael, have you noticed sable German Shepherds absorb water more than regular ones? Yes, 2.5 times. That's well documented. <laughs> no, didn't know that. That's interesting. Absorb water. What does that mean? I don't know. Like their coat? That doesn't make sense. Dogs are, dogs are, no. I mean, I mean, dogs are pretty, I don't want to say waterproof, but good shake and water comes off of them. Next. Real meaty balls. What's up, guys? My 10-week-old pup likes to bark at me while she obeys commands. Yep. It's kind of cute, but as I mark the successful recall, for example, I'm also marking her barking at me. How do I separate the so two? So I think at 10, weeks, at 10 weeks old, your dog's just excited to work. I leave it. I would actually leave it alone for now. i leave it alone for now. Next. KK, when guests come over, should I let fearful dog even out, even though she's not holding place for longer than a few minutes? Yeah, she is curious and sniffs people, but runs when they look at her. I use a small dog version of a flirt pole, mouse on a string for prey drive, and also play tug of war. I structure with releasing and sitting. Some people say it's promoting aggressiveness. Thoughts? Well, those people are stupid. Okay, so the what the flirt pole? No, it doesn't. You can do controlled biting with a biting dog. There's a huge difference between controlled biting and uncontrolled biting. It's actually a humongous difference. You can actually take an uncontrolled biter, so you can do an uncontrolled biter, and you can actually have them become a controlled biter. You bite this and only this, and then we put it away, and you bite nothing else. Or you can just eliminate the biting. But it doesn't promote aggressiveness. So 
I own three dogs that all will bite on command. And guess what? They're around Angelo all the time. And they wouldn't even think, I shouldn't know that. I, I don't know what they think, but they're not going to be biting Angelo. They're not going to be biting another person. And they're always, they'll, right on the lobby, I'll put a bite sleeve on and I'll hold it up. Boom. I'll give them the bite command. They'll nail the sleeve. That doesn't promote aggression at all. It's a game. Next. You didn't answer the first part. What was though? the first part? Should she have the dog out on place even if they can't hold it for more than two minutes? Well, you should have a leash on the dog and be working the dog through duration. Usually, what is it? What do you? What's the timeline about? After the first week, you expect a dog to do what? At least an hour. At least an hour. Yeah, after the first week of training. So, what you want to do is you want to, um, and that doesn't mean, and, and that's with even without corrections. That's just with a lot of free, a lot of repetition. Next. Um, but also not not high high distractions. Next. Can I? What do you do about a dog who one minute screams about recalls with a level four, but then completely blows through on high for recalls? No different environmentals in those recall. Is the is the coward effective? Is the coward work? So, the dog's not in drive. Um. That doesn't make sense. So you've got a dog that that blows through one hundred. One minute screams about recall with level four, then completely blows through it on high for recalls. No different environmentals and nose recall. So that means was that that means the dog is not in drive. If there's well, is the dog in drive or not though? So you can say doesn't say. So if a dog is not in drive, if the dog's in drive, yes, that makes sense. Believe it or not, you can have a dog. A good example is Tex, my Malinois. Okay. Even him not in drive, he'll blow through 100. Easily. Easily. If he was in drive, 100 on a, on a mini educator is nothing to him. But meanwhile, if he's not in drive, he'll be corrected at single digits. And I think that's another thing that people tend to forget that work with high drive dogs, that it's like, you do realize that, we're in, that, we're in their, that when they're in drive, a lot of stuff doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're doing obedience work and you've got a good motivator, it works to your advantage. But if you're fighting against like something that else the dog wants to do, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. That's what's great about tools and actually a leash. Mm -hmm. So, you know, which is a tool as well. Next. Mr. Crazy Milo, you say it's up to what every owner wants to get from their dog. What do you feel every pet dog owner should teach their dog to have a peaceful life? I think that's a good question. I think, you know, I really, I really want dog owners to be able to go to as many places as they possibly can that with their dog that's obviously you're that you're allowed to you know i want every dog owner to be able to go to an outdoor cafe with their dog on a beautiful day put it into a down by their feet and have it and have a nice lunch or dinner or breakfast or coffee i really want that i mean i want that i want that for every dog owner out there and i, and I want the dog to not be reactive to environmentals um, uh, I want you to be able to have a dog that can go in a crate and stay there overnight. Um, I want, I want you to be able to take a walk with your dog without it lunging and barking at other dogs. You know, I want a dog, I want a place where, you know, your dog doesn't get into fights with other dogs or bites, bites anyone. I want a place where your dog does not run away from you. You know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, you know, a dog that you can live with, take with, go places. So, you know, we're, 
we've got a couple of two and three week to two week i think maybe some three week road trips but i think mostly two week road trips in the rv planned we're taking five dogs with us they'll be off leash 90 percent of the time and it's not because we're dog trainers. It's not because these are these, you know, our dogs are not these high performance obedience dogs at all. Um, but we can have them off leash because they know the basics, because they know the basics. And and it's a wonderful feeling. And it's a wonderful feeling knowing that, that you can do that. Um, so that that's what I'm looking, that's what I want. Next. Um, Timothy, what's a good way to teach the bark on command for protection work? So we don't do that. I'm a pet dog trainer. I'm a pet dog trainer. But you can go to, um, there are so many, there's trick training. Just go go to, look, go on YouTube and do, look up bark and hold or how to teach a dog how to bark. Somebody's got a video on it. Next. Um, Sophie, got a 13-week-old puppy and have been correcting, been teaching him all the basics. Should I work him using a regular collar and then just go to a prong if we have trouble, when do you recommend starting a prong? Well, believe it or not, it's not about using the prong when you have trouble. It's about getting the dog used to the prong, just getting used to it. So it's easier transition. So what you can do is, all depends on the 13 weeks old. I mean, if it's a, if it's a 13 week old Corso, yeah. I mean, we, we started that one Corso at 11 weeks old on a prong because it was a huge dog and it was dragging its owner down the street and it also was um its owner also was in a wheelchair too it's a motorized wheelchair but still it's actually biting them and doing damage yeah them. oh yeah her arms were all bloody too mm -hmm. so um so we 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 put that dog on a prong much earlier and it's like again a prong is a tool but it's an effective tool for for an for someone to get some leverage with their dog um at 13 weeks old, you know, that's a, that's per, becomes personal choice. becomes personal choice. Next. Um, Jackie, hi, J&J. Advice for a whiner? My dog is wonderful except the whining. She whines incessantly no matter what I do. Any advice would be appreciated. A remote collar. If you've not used a remote collar, then that's a good start. Next. Michael, what are some things you think we as people do on a regular basis that dogs dislike? The dislike? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Pet them when they're sleeping. Cut their nails. Brush their teeth. Clean their ears. Hmm. I don't know. Jury's probably out about anal probing. I don't know. What do you think? Not about the anal probing. All like the general like upkeep of dog. It's like necessary evils of owning a dog yep you have to get a bath yep you gotta clean your ears yep we gotta trim your nails i mean do you think i mean i think probably yeah i mean i think there's a lot of dogs like that are lying down that some dogs will appreciate affection but a lot of the dogs won't that's why a lot of when a lot of bites are happening um i think a lot of it is knowing your dog too yeah so like burton loves affection wes Right. He, yeah. I don't think he really cares. I'm just trying to think of some other things that, that, that dogs don't like. I don't, you know, I think there's so many dogs that are, I mean, okay, Big Mama, she she was not a fan of being petted. Yeah. Wasn't aggressive either. Just not a fan of being petted. And then there's other dogs that need tons of affection. Mm -hmm. And then the lack of affection, they probably hate. Mm -hmm. They probably hate that. Right. It, like, it totally depends on yeah, the dog. Yeah. So I, I think, think, I think that's a hard, I think, I, I, you know, to, to say what doesn't a dog like, 
Um, I'm sure a dog doesn't like to be corrected. That's why we, that's what's great about corrections. They don't repeat the, they don't historically repeat the, the offense. Next. Sarah Bug Art just posted something on my Insta story about that. People love to jump on people for how they raise their dogs. Someone told me to rehome my dog because I'll be using an e-collar for crate barking. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, it's so funny. It's so funny. I saw up on my, I don't know, maybe I said dog bed. I went shooting last night. Mm. So I got, it's funny. I got, um, I got an ad for, uh, with pre-workout in an ammo can today on my. Oh, is it Redcon 1? Redcon 1 in an ammo can. You know, ad so unless you're sending me all that their thing. stuff's like military yeah, i know but stuff. still it was just ironic how i was shooting last night you know and um what was the question again that somebody jumped on her but... oh yeah but the cower so i saw an ad for an indestructible bed today and it was a metal bed it looked like our beds but with a metal frame and so many and i just was like oh i wonder what people have to say you know wonder how many you know like bots are in there and how many like you know loaded comments are in there so many people were like well, if you taught your dog how not to rip up a dog bed, you wouldn't have to get this. If you spent the time and the patience, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Show me how you do that. So I got to go to work because I got a job. It's spelled J-O-B. How do you teach a dog to not rip up a thing besides correcting it for doing so? When you're not there. Right. When you're not there. You know, it's like, it doesn't work that way. Dogs love, love ripping up dog beds. Anything that can be ripped apart. They, rip they have so much fucking fun. It's like, I assure you, your dog ripped apart its L.L. Bean embroidered bed, not because the fu- there was a fucking typo in the embroidery name. It ripped it up. Because it's fun to do. I had a blast doing it. It loved every Throw that minute. cotton all over the place. Ah, it loved it. Shaking it. Shit everywhere. Ah, fluffy stuff. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. They're probably playing, they're probably playing It's Raining Men, you know, in their head. <laughs> it's raining men. Hallelujah. It's raining men. As they're like shaking this dog bed. It's like fl- fl- fluffy stuff is flying. It's like, it's winter. It's winter. Yep. They love it. They love it. So it's so funny how people like to shame other people. It's like, explain exactly how this works. Mm-hmm. How does it exactly work? And my dog rips up, say, blankets in the crate so it doesn't get blankets. Oh, my God, that's mean. Okay. Have you ever been to a vet office and seen a blanket removed or part of a blanket removed from a dog by having it cut open. Have you ever watched that surgery? See if they have that surgery on YouTube. Ugh. See what that looks like. I don't know if they're allowed to show that stuff on YouTube, but see if they show that surgery. Next. Um, Morgan, one of my dogs will only break place when I'm out of the room for a while. She knows place extremely well and has been doing it for a long time. How can I teach her to stay in place no matter what? Uh, through corrections. So if your dog's been doing it for a long time, believe it or not, more rewards are not going to... Re- we train with food. Food fails. There's always a thing with food fails. Okay? So, but corrections are pretty damn strong. You put in an inhibitor in for breaking place... And the dog will hold place. Next. 
Um, Kevin, I have a duchy and a male, both female. Should I get in the middle of their scuffles? They never bite, just lots of noise. No, it's probably, um, is it a scuffle or is it just rough play? Seriously, is it rough play? And can you say knock it off and they stop or does it keep going on? So, so my, um, so Kira and girl rough play all the time. Like it's like they're biting each other's necks and they're raw and their chest bumping. You got to see Burton West, <laughs> West, believe it or not, West, the, the aggressive one or past aggressive one is like Bert's kicking the shit out of him and West is on the ground going, I love it. <laughs> loves you know, and, and it's, it's so, fu- it's so funny. And it's like, so is it like, is it, is it, a real fight? A, are you calling it a scuffle, or is it just rough play? And how do you know what the difference is? Well, first of all, can you stop it on command? Next. Um, Kibu, is dog chart or sport dog good e-callers? I see a couple on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Which one? Dog chart or sport dog? Yeah, yeah. I think the sport dog. Sport dogs run hot historically. Mm-hmm. They run hot. What does hot mean? Level one is too hot, too strong for some dogs. So then there's nowhere to go. Um, dog tra, I like the dog tra, the, the, like the, the basic, the arc, I think is their basic one or the 280 is their basic one. Those are really nice cause they've got dials that go from zero to a hundred and you can, the way we train, you can really, really hone in on certain levels cause you can do a lot of state of mind training with that as well. Next. Um, KK, I thought there was more, I thought I saw her type in a question, but maybe not. Okay, so I walk both dogs, but bring the older one back because he can't make it as far as the younger one. Mm. Then I take the younger for an additional walk. Everyone tells me that's terrible for my older dog to be left behind. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Are you fucking serious? You literally, like, can't win. (laughs) Who's, who is this? KK, she's new. KK? Kate, you need to find a new circle of friends. (laughs) Your friends are assholes. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like, hey, Grandpa. So make the old dog walk far. And hey, Grandpa, me. run the marathon or sit at home. <laughs> sit at home? Oh, my God. What a terrible person you <laughs> What a terrible grandson you are. Granddaughter you are. How dare you? It's like, give me a fucking break. Give me a break. It's, you know, I haven't sworn a lot in a long time on this show. Yeah, you K- haven't. KK. Ready? Ready for this response? Practice this. This is what you say to people like that. Go fuck yourself. That's what you say to people like that. It's like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah, they are. You need to find a new circle of friends. Next. You really haven't been swearing that much. No. Wow. No. Just registered. No. And according to one of my haters, I need to work on my fashion. <laughs> Let's tell you about that. Can you just do the freaking white shirt already so you can look like Han Solo? Please. Next. Um, hey, man, vests are cool. I like vests. You know what I like? The, you know what the best thing about this vest is? Mm-hmm. I love about this vest? Inside pocket. Who's an inside pocket fan? I love on a jacket. I buy jackets because of inside pockets. Interesting. I love the inside pocket. Love it, love it, I love like it. I like the the leggings with pockets. Yeah, I stick myself. Yeah, on right I now. love the inside pockets. Next, Sarah Bug. Our only well-reviewed trainers near me are force-free, but my puppy was having aggressive issues. Was not about to spend money I already don't have on something that won't help. Yeah, yeah, but there's no such thing as force-free. Force-free is a marketing term. 
There's no such thing as force free. Is the dog on a leash? Yes or no? Okay, you're using force. There's, there's no such thing as force free. It's a marketing term. It's a slogan. It's a slogan. Next. Um, Connie, Joelle, look up Laurel and Hardy. Which one is Jeff? LOL. Next. Jason, so basically you guys rock. I share your name and skill set every day. I'm out with my dog. Awesome. Thank you. Etheris, hey all, new here. I just got a new dog with bad separation anxiety a week ago. She's fine until a few hours when I go to work. She starts eating carpet and anything else. How do I stop this? That means you're not creating your dog. Create your dog. Watch my separation. No, no, no. There's more. Okay. I'm losing my mind with this. Also, Jeff, I'd love to take you up on your half hour phone call session. I just got my paycheck and can purchase it soon. Okay. What I would suggest you do is if you're on a limited budget, join the Patreon channel because the Patreon channel, the, the Skypes are cheaper. So look at patreon.com slash solid canine training. You'll save money that way. Also, before you spend any money with me whatsoever, watch the separation anxiety video. Also, spend the money on a crate. Because if you're saying the dog's ripping up carpeting, that means the dog's not crated. So your crate's going to be your best friend. Next. Um, it's 9.30. Is it really? Mm-hmm. My God, we got a lot of questions to answer, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So we got to, we got to, we got to go. It's nine 30. Yeah. We got to, we were limited to a one and a half hour show, not by law or anything, but that's just the deal. It's a one and a half hour <laughs> show. So, um, so we will, we will answer this one thing from KK. KK says you're cracking me up and my friends ha- have asshole dogs too. Well, there you go. KK. So that, that, that sums it all up. Good show tonight. Bam. Um, everybody we're madly in love with you. We, we've been having a hard time getting through all the question. Questions. We're getting a lot more people that are interacting on the show. And he's not even doing rants lately. You know, we're, but we're, trying. We're, we're getting a lot more people inter- interested in this, you know, interacting with the show. It just goes to show how many people out there are struggling. So that's why, with all this fucking hate, and I will talk about this really publicly right now, but but it's but it don't kick my knee on this. I'm going to say this. I'm allowed to legally say this. But but now that I've got a lawyer, it's like Jeff, be careful what you say. It's like. I'm going to piss off my lawyer so much. I'm going to get an email tomorrow. Please. I can probably see. But the, it's, it's, we're talking worldwide. We're talking about hardcore stuff. We're talking about FBI. We're talking about intense stuff. But the point is this. No matter how much stuff I get, no matter how many threats I get, no matter how much hate I get, I am not going to stop. The reason why I'm not going to stop, because there are so many people out there that are struggling with their dog, that have nowhere to turn, that are that are getting wrong information or false information or information from dog trainers that might work just maybe, but they're not telling you the whole truth. They're holding back because they don't want to get the negative press that I'm getting. They're afraid to tell the truth because they don't want to get the pushback that I get on every single show. Every one of my shows gets chopped up, repurposed for slander. So it's like, but I will not stop. I won't stop because there are so many people struggling. So we will see you all Friday night, I'm madly in love with you. We've got six more awesome, helpful posts going out on our social media platform tomorrow. We've got helpful posts going out on our Patreon channel. You can do Skypes with us. We've got an AMA on our Patreon channel. There's so much that we're doing. We will not stop helping people because we care truly about you, the human being, and with that comes, with you having a better behaved dog, you benefit. So everybody, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And... um. I fucking love this shit. I'll talk to you guys soon.